0: Oh, 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 oh,
1: I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. And this is the podcast where we are going to be reviewing movies as well as having beers in the process. Uh, Dave and I are going to be reviewing some good movies, reviewing some bad movies, um, and the
0: same can be said for the beer. So, Yeah, and today's beer, for every week we're going to be doing a local Philly beer. We're doing the No One Likes Us, We Don't Care Unfiltered Indian Pale Ale, presented by Broken Goblet. I like the uh, I like the artwork on this one. Yeah, and you know it kind of gives me, um, well, the artwork. If anyone doesn't know what it is, it's um, Jason Kelsey dressed as the mummer, giving his famous "No, license We don't care" speech at the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl parade. Yeah. And it gives me kind of um, a throwback feel to when we were down at the parade, and just that was one of the craziest days I have ever seen. Never have I ever waited. In that long of a bathroom. Uh, Dude, the bathroom Mm -hmm. situation—the bathroom situation was terrible. Yeah, man. I mean, people just kind of found dumpsters and. But yeah, um, we got the one laces We don't care. Unfiltered Indian Pale Ale, Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty excited about this podcast. This is something that I wanted to do for a long time.
1: Yeah, I I think it's something we've uh, we've all you know we've been talking about wanting to do. I think one of the big things is like after. We're done, like, watching a TV show or seeing a movie. Like, we immediately just kind of get in these conversations about it. So um, sort of taking that same energy and putting it into a podcast is really what we uh, what we've wanted to do.
0: Yeah, so. I mean, for years, I mean, we've known each other since we were, what, nine years old. Mm-hmm. So wow. we, we, have a, we have a long history together mm-hmm. of just being really good friends. And every time we've gone to see a movie or we've seen a show... The drive home mainly was what drove this just because I think we had some of the best conversations. Yeah, yeah. And just not just from revealing, but like just spiraling off from mm. whatever. And it was just gold material that I think one day I just I just was thinking like this we really need to get document this.
1: You gotta put it in a podcast. Yeah. And,
0: and that's uh, the the story of how, how we got to where we are. That's what we're doing. We're so, very we're very excited and I'm also excited to get different personalities on here too, mm-hmm. and just and just see where the conversation goes. We're this is a very free form podcast we're doing, as you can tell. We don't really have like a script or yeah. or anything. Yeah. and I mean, you know, to go into it, so Dave
1: did go over the beer that we're going to have on the show today. Um, the movie we are reviewing today is mm-hmm. Joker. So um it, it, the movie that really has just kind of flew under the radar for the past few weeks. No one's really talking about it.
0: Yeah, it was like one it was the weekend that it opened it broke it broke uh, all the numbers and stuff like that. And yeah. and made some controversy for it too, which we will discuss in a little bit. Yeah. yeah but uh, it did not
1: fly under the radar.
0: Yeah, <laughs> was it was, was uh somewhere. but the movie itself was really good. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I liked it. Yeah. What um well you know what, before we start what I wanna do is I'm gonna crack this guy open. Oh
0: uh, yeah. I I promoted the beer and forgot to open it. So this is the no one likes us, we don't care. Unfiltered oh, Indian pale ale. Okay. And we are this is no no paid advertising. We're just no. we're just and gonna talk about some cool quality beers. Yeah. And I think one thing for us too is like
1: um celebrating so the good two one five. Like we explained before, this is kinda of like a big hobby for dave and i so honestly like i think we're approaching this with the same mentality that jason kelsey did with that speech where it's like no you know, one likes like, us and you know we don't we, care. Don't, we don't care no. nobody <laughs> listens to the podcast we don't care we just want to it's
0: a nice it's a nice beer to start this adventure off and uh, cheers to many more matt mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to this okay
1: so we're just going to jump right into joker uh just kind of initial thoughts what do you think Dave?
0: How about the guy opened up with I thought it was really, really good. I, I was worried about the movie um coming out because there's not really much that you can really base off of the Joker with his history. Like he doesn't really have like a definitive story. Yeah. yeah. But it's also intriguing too because you can do so much with this character. He's such a ground defining character that everyone that's a comic book fan and, and a non comic book fan alike. like he's such a pop culture icon. Mm-hmm. In, in a sense that yeah it, you can't think of Batman without thinking of the Joker exactly <laughs> you know yeah um no I, I agree I, I like
1: the movie a lot I thought it was good I thought um you know I mean I think obviously the standout was Joaquin Phoenix I thought he gave like one of his best performances ever so but no yeah I, I enjoyed it a lot I think um you know we'll get into this a little later I think one thing that I really liked with Heath Ledger's Joker, and I I don't want to spend the whole time comparing, like, Heath Ledger's Joker with Joaquin Phoenix's, um, but I liked how they kind of, Heath Ledger's sort of kept it open-ended. You weren't really sure what his story was. Throughout the movie, he told, like, three, you know, I think it was two different versions of, like, how he got the scars on his face. Oh, yeah. And you're kind of just left wondering, like, did that happen? Did that happen? So that open-endedness I liked. Um, but with that said, I still enjoyed the Joker a lot. Like, I don't think we needed this movie, but the fact that it's here, like, I don't have an issue with it, and I enjoyed it. So,
0: my 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 thing about these this genre of movies is that um everything needs to connect if you want to appeal to an audience. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, I completely agree with what you said about Heath Ledger's Joker and how the um the ominous like question about uh, his origin mm-hmm. it, le- it leads it up bases off to uh, your own opinion, like you can you can make that decision yourself, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, you're also thirsty for knowing, knowing that mm-hmm. as opposed to this one where you get a, a full story, and you kinda can understand this guy's um perspective a little bit better
1: yeah you you definitely feel bad for this guy um a few scenes in the movie,
0: and it probably like, I't I didn't even go to, it almost feels like an anti hero
1: kind of movie, yeah, yeah. And I th- what I think is good, what really, I think, kind of drove me to this movie was um, Joaquin, like, the fact that Joaquin Phoenix signed in for this movie, signed up for this movie is, you know, I think that says a lot for, like, the script, the movie itself, because, I mean, he's a guy who's super picky with what movies he chooses, um, you know, I mean, I think maybe back, like, five, six years ago, you know, I mean, he's up for Doctor Strange, but he didn't want to sign up for that, like, you know. Eight picture deal, yeah. Um, so I think the fact that they were able to get him signed on for this movie says a lot about the movie itself. Um, you know, I'm glad he isn't playing Doctor Strange. Yeah, and just a th- better role for him.
0: And just some of the other movies that he's done. You know, if you've seen any more of it, other of his work, mm-hmm. he gives 120 percent to the role, and that's being kind. Yeah, he's a really heavy method actor. Oh, yeah. But the one thing I noticed in this movie, without giving away any spoilers, is that he lost a shit ton of weight for this movie. Like, you can see his okay. rib cage, and whenever he had his shirt off it yeah. in certain scenes of this movie. Pretty gross. I mean, it always felt like yeah. Christian Bale in The Machinist when going from The Dark Knight to The Machinist. Mm-hmm. Which was, I still get grossed out just looking at the yeah. comparison of those yeah. two pictures. There are certain actors
1: that, like, fluctuate their weights. So I know you always, you know, Christian Bale's kind of like your go-to. So you can go from, like, being like the skinny person that he wasn't like the machinist the fighter to mm-hmm. kind of just him having like that gut and like American Hustle um it's not healthy but I mean they they give good performances yeah you know? yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. like the, that the health the health scares that that does is yeah. and you I think you were talking about earlier like doesn't Tom Hanks have like diabetes because of that or something like, he's or got something because he, he fluctuates too
1: I mean he lost a ton of weight for Away and then he, he seems to kind of—he's, you know, he, he's kind of at that like neutral weight now. But I don't know. I think he put on like fifty pounds for this new Mister Rogers movie he's doing. So.
0: Yeah, that—that that looks good. No, he looks pretty skinny. <laughs> no, no, the movie looks good. Not the movie looks good. Yes. Yeah. Good casting.
1: Um, do you think Joaquin Phoenix should have played Mister Rogers though? No. Which?
0: You... <laughs> Are you kidding? He'd have a very method for that. Can you imagine that'd if that'd be great That face his face. his method going the method acting he would do for that would be very weird. <laughs> yeah. But then again, he did Joker. He did do Joker.
1: Yeah. So um, I don't know. I feel like we've kind of given you know our initial thoughts on the
0: movie.
1: Um, you know, we're definitely going to jump into some spoilers here, so I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the most spoilery thing we could go to, because like, we're not going to break down the entire movie scene by scene.
0: No, so. but we're going to mention, we're going to talk about certain scenes and certain big plot points and stuff like that, so yeah. if you haven't seen the movie yet, or you or you mm-hmm. intend to go see it, and you want to go with an unbiased opinion about it, mm-hmm. just go away right now. Leave. Go. Just. Go get, uh, no one likes us, we don't care. Unfiltered Indian Pale Ale. Sneak it into the theater and just crack it open. It's pretty good.
1: It is good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think the Joker would like this stuff.
0: Yeah, it's kind of his style. Hoppy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so um. Speaking of hoppy, he has he some good dance moves in this one. Yeah, I could probably watch a whole movie with him just dancing, and I would just laugh my ass off yeah, about it. Yeah,
1: him <laughs> going down the stairs. Um,
0: <laughs> Great song choice too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that came out of nowhere yeah <laughs> you would have thought it would have been like a big like opera song when he was jumping down the street you know but
0: rock and roll part two rock and roll i didn't know that was gary was colette <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's where the todd phillips aspect of this movie came in out of nowhere like at the one point you're like yeah this is a todd phillips movie is, yeah, when, is, is during that song when so like, you yeah. heard that
1: song come on you're like this is
0: todd phillips directed yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump into some some really heavy stuff here. So, like I said, stop watching at this point if if you uh, yeah. haven't seen it yet. And, and I, I think what we'll jump into first is just like
1: so, Joker. He just has these uncontrollable bouts with laughter. He can't control it. He's got a card telling you know people like why he's laughing in the middle of a crowded bus.
0: Yeah, and I thought this part was very interesting because he, like I said. He, such an iconic character he has such an iconic laugh yeah yeah. and to Watkins Phoenix's credit it's not the easiest thing to pull off Yeah. No. and he did it very very well but I like I liked this part of the movie how, like how they're explaining it
1: yeah I mean you can tell right from the start I mean this dude this dude's been through some stuff I mean you don't know exactly what it is later in the movie but like he's you know he's in a tough life and uh yeah I mean that's it he's what's the place he's working at it's a place called Haha. ha has It's a good name.
0: It's a stupid name.
1: <laughs> but, he, you know, in the beginning of the movie, he gets mugged, gets a sign stolen, and all this stuff, and um, you kind of see him, like, get into small conversations with the people, you know, at his work, who were clowns as well.
0: Yeah, and it seemed like everyone that worked with him treated him like he was beneath them. Like... I don't know how to explain it like they yeah. kind of like talked to him like like he had a problem like
1: they like, yeah. like, hey buddy how yeah. you doing and like, I think they kind of like hint, yeah like they kind of looked down upon him
0: they talked to him a, a different way than they would talk to each other talk to each other
1: yeah yeah uh, yeah nah it was uh, I, these scenes were really kind of like I think just as much this movie is a joker movie like it really reminded me a lot of taxi driver and those scenes with like the near with the other cab drivers just like getting coffee in the diner mm-hmm. this is just you know a bunch of grown men dressed as clowns kind of just shooting the shit
0: yeah i, I like that comparison problem. a lot so um, there's a lot of things about that about this movie yeah, that could yeah. be compared to that movie and even going to like the one
1: guy selling the gun you know like they talk to the Niro, they say like, "Do you think you need protection on the job?" Same and, same time era and yeah, like yeah. just the same like kind of the same kind
0: of cinema shots
1: too. Not, yeah, yeah, I mean it looks very similar. And I know it, like Martin Scorsese was like originally supposed to produce this movie, and I guess he back. I mean I didn't see his name on it or I thought Bradley Cooper's a producer on this. So.
0: Yeah, maybe he did, maybe he thought it was too amusement parkish.
1: Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: tell you I'll tell you what though I understand what he what he said. Martin Scorsese Mm -hmm. about this genre of movies being like an amusement park Yeah. but if you're talking about DC Mm -hmm. it's a fucking roller coaster up and down up and down Yeah. mostly down but yeah yeah. DC has not had a good track record but I think if they want to
1: make standalones like this I think they're going to be in good shape and I think these are the movies that they should make movies that aren't just going to be like alright there's a post credit scene for like what's going to happen in Aquaman 2 after this was there a post credit scene for Aquaman 2 after this I don't think
0: so. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Th- we didn't. We, we we stayed for the post credit. We didn't get one. No, we're just so accustomed to the Marvel ones. Yeah,
1: but uh no. I mean, I think,
0: and that's that's I that's why we chose the name Post Credit Brews. Little homage to the MCU. Thank you for doing something right.
1: Sitting there for ten minutes waiting to see what's gonna happen in a movie that's gonna come out in nine months. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's cool. But that's really I. More. But you you were you were mentioning about. DC doing like the solo movies, and, that, and that's the way to, to fix it. And I disagree with you hundred percent. I think DC needs to stick to TV.
1: You yeah, you're you're more into the DC TV shows than I am. But I mean, what are what are some that you've watched? I saw Gotham.
0: Okay. on on Fox, and I liked it. I was expecting a, a little bit more of like the. The Batman aspect of it. But you have to understand, that show is just about Jim Gordon.
1: Yeah.
0: And for those that movie, and then that, not that movie, that TV show, is kind of like The Flash, in a sense. Okay. Just, just the cheese, the cheesiest animation I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Arrow had cheesy animation, too. CGI's not good. But the thing about those shows is that I felt I was more emotionally invested in the characters because you saw them for 38, 40 episodes. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Marvel does a great job of uh, introducing your characters, introducing your villains, and the story, and getting it done in two hours. I think DC, well, just just the the source material is so dark that I think you need to have that more longer time frame to get to explain your story and explain your characters. Yeah, I think it's like twenty-two episodes versus two hours. I do, I do like the idea of doing like solo villain movies. Like, if you did like. My my vision of it is I make a DC show on on a streaming service. And I call it Wayne, and it's about the Batman origin story. And then I do one called Fleck, and it's about uh, not Fleck. What's on Aquaman's name? Arthur Arthur, Arthur Curry. Curry. Arthur Curry. Okay, yeah. Fleck is the one um, with this Joker. That's yeah. why I got that mixed up.
1: But Which I, I think they can't... I don't think that's like an official like comic booky thing. I
0: think like they just they just made up that up. That yeah, for, yeah. But um, I do a, I do a Wayne show. I do a Curry show. I yeah. do um whatever different in, things like that. like, a, like a, a show called diana make it about wonder woman yeah and then make a justice league movie with them because cool. like if you if you watch all of them you know their big story you know mm-hmm. you're more invested in them and then the solo um villain movies can can be a way yeah. to yeah. introduce introduce your villains and and still do that yeah that's just that's just how i think they should do it yeah no
1: i mean i i think what i appreciate the most with this movie is just how it kind of does stand on its own like there, re- like, there really isn't anything where it's like, I remember seeing that in, you know, Suicide Squad, or I remember seeing that in, like, this movie. Um, you know, this movie really kind
0: of stands on its own, which I liked. Um, now let me ask you this. If you don't say he's a clown, you don't say he's in Gotham, you don't mention the word DC, do you think this movie still gets made?
1: Yeah. This movie still gets made, but it doesn't make nearly as much money as it would... Without having Joker on the title, like I think yeah. this is—it's clear Todd Phillips wanted to make a movie inspired by like the movies from Martin Scorsese in like the seventies, eighties, and you know, I mean, if he just makes a movie about like a mentally ill person,
0: you know, I you mean, won't get that much attention. Yeah, but I mean,
1: I'm, I'm sure you would still get like Joaquin Phoenix is great in this, like you know, you can pretty much hear for every movie he does. But like it, it doesn't nearly get as much buzz as this is getting um, yeah he was in a movie last year called you were never really here i think that's what it was called but i mean he kind of just plays like a you know a veteran who comes back with ptsd and uh I think it reminded me of taxi driver a lot but he, he gives a good performance in it but like it, i kind of drew some parallels from this movie with the joker and uh but again like that movie made no money I mean, it got some buzz for him, but it made no money, and I think the same would be said for this movie. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So, yeah. So we we're kind of talking about him, you know, the inspiration from Martin Scorsese movies,
0: and I mean, he's kind of just trying to chase this dream of being a stand-up comedian, right? Yeah, he's, he struggles at being a comedian. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one scene in this movie, I felt so bad for him, too, because yeah. he's on stage, he's trying to impress, impress the girl that he meets, That's right. and um, he goes into one of those uncontrollable laughs again. Yeah, on the on stage he can't stop. and yeah. i just have flashbacks to like being in grade school and you're given a school project um mm-hmm. presentation and yeah. your mind just goes blank yeah. yeah you
1: don't you don't know what to say you're just kind of standing up
0: there he doesn't realize because like, he finally gets onto a rhythm and starts telling his jokes
1: mm-hmm.
0: doesn't realize that people are laughing at him filming him and that's how what's his name Robert De Niro Niro. he gets on Robert De Niro's show yeah yeah. it was good in this I liked Robert De Niro He was good yeah wasn't in that much I expected a little
1: bit more a little more screen time for him yeah and I to go back to him because there's the scene where he's doing the stand up comedy and then there's the scene where he is kind of almost doing like his research so he's at the comedy club and uh, one thing you'll notice is like all the people are laughing around him they're laughing at stuff. He's kind of just standing there kind of like wide-eyed, like, do I laugh at that? Like, he's not sure what he should be laughing at. He laughs at the times when other people don't, and he doesn't laugh when everyone else laughs. So like, you can tell he's very confused, he doesn't really know what's going on. There's an imbalance. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, no, he, he idolizes this Murray Franklin guy. He doesn't really have a father figure in his life, and he he really looks up to him. And then, to go back to what you're saying, when he bombs and stand up on the stage, Murray Franklin uses that as a bit in his show. And uh yeah, he gets, you
0: know, he, he pretty much gets
1: you know ridiculed on the show.
0: Yeah. And in, like when he sees his stand up on the TV and sees and like he gets so he's so excited that he's finally on TV and getting recognized yeah. by his idol. Mm. And then when it flips and you realize that they're making fun of him like you can just tell by the look on his face that something just snaps in him. He yeah. That upsets him. That really
1: kind of sets him down the path. There's that, and then there's when he kills the uh, the three uh, Wayne Enterprise employees on the subway. So it's
0: your favorite, well, the one part
1: when you sing is your favorite scene in the movie, right, Dave?
0: No. That, that, that was weird. <laughs> Do you just randomly sing on a bus or a subway? Oh, you know what, they were... Especially to someone that looks like they can go off at any minute.
1: They're definitely, they were definitely, they were antagonizing him, for sure. Um fun fact though, this is not the first Todd Phillips movie to use the song Send in the Clowns. Can you tell me what the first one is, Dave? Uh dude, I I don't know. (laughs) Starsky Hunch. When? It's when when uh Ben Stiller and Ellen Wilson Reminds at Vince Found's daughters uh bot Mitzvah. (laughs) Yeah. Send in the Clowns is playing in the background, but It's a fun fact. So if you're ever at trivia and you need to know what two Todd Phillips movies and the Clowns played in, it's Starsky and Hutch and Joker. Well,
0: man, that's only a fact that you went up.
1: It's a good fact. So.
0: What year did Starsky and Hutch come out? That's 2004. So. That's a gift. Starsky and Hutch is a good movie. Good fellas. That was
1: 1990, I'm pretty sure. I might have been (laughs) kind of looking. I'm just going to take your word for it. You do a whole separate... uh, podcast on movie release dates <laughs> but uh yeah no to jump back into joker so um yeah i mean he kind of goes through different things so he has that he kind of gains some fame after he or i don't think i should say gain some fame but um you know it's all over the news that these three people were murdered on the subway and he kind of seems to sort of like relish in the idea of like i'm getting publicity for this um
0: can we talk about the the scene right after he he kills these guys? Well, it's like it's not he didn't just blow him up. Like he was getting beat up, so in a way you can kind of consider it self defense. Like he just pulls out a gun that he's not supposed to have. Yeah, like this is the one he gets from the cop. He's a them. guy that's like yeah. definitely got some chemical imbalance. He mm-hmm. should not be having a gun, and cool. in that situation he he's like defending that all these guys that are just kicking the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. But he runs and he's like goes into this room, and I always want to call this like the. The birth of the Joker. This is when he dances. Yeah, yeah, he more like a like operish kind of mm-hmm. dancing, like that that kind of vibe that I got. Yeah, like out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And is this when they, when they introduced the the score that the the Joker theme score that, the music. that they wrote. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. Yeah, the music in this was really good. The
1: score in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah,
0: no, he just. And it almost just seems like he's dancing. he's dancing the the way I thought he was dancing because like all this was building up and it finally got released. So he's like, I just feel a little bit more free now instead of being stiff and yeah. holding it in. Like I can move around and and dance. And like dancing is just the way to portray it.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to be improvised this either.
0: He probably he, did, he did. Did he? Okay. Yeah i saw somewhere on, on the internet where um they played the music and they looked over the other side of the room and joaquin just started doing it and and todd like yeah, gotta get this on camera his camera <laughs> is he okay <laughs> yeah just method acting
1: <laughs> yeah whatever yeah but he um you know he's kind of in his joker role at this point so and then throughout the movie too you hear thomas wayne's name a lot thomas wayne thomas wayne Uh, you come to learn that, uh, Arthur's mom worked for Wayne Enterprises years ago. Um, I guess she was fired, right? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, she worked for him and got fired. She was, she was kind of out there. She was, you know, not everything was right with her. Exactly. Um, But she's writing him letters, and then Arthur reads one letter, and he sees, you know, she's writing, like, you need to help your son. So Arthur thinks that Thomas Wayne is his dad now.
0: Did not like this
1: at all. I hated this. Yeah, I really did not like this. Um, Didn't need it. And I think one of the things that bothers me with it the most is I feel like when you connect him with Thomas Wayne, like, you really kind of, like, shrink that universe. Like, you just make it small, you know? Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, um, it felt like a cop-out to make this storyline. Very disappointed by it. Yeah, it was not needed.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, even Thomas Wayne, I can see being in this, but there's, like, a younger Bruce Wayne, and then there's the guy who I guess you're, to presume, is Alfred. Yeah. Um, I didn't need that either, so.
0: Now, and even at the end of the movie when he's full of fledged Joker and you see uh, the Wayne's walking down the hall, down the alley and mm-hmm. you see their death for the seventh time and do not need that either. And that's, um,
1: guys, to kind of jump to the end, you know, you do see Arthur eventually wind up going on the Murray Franklin show and, you know, gives his whole speech on why the world is a terrible place and he winds up killing Murray and then you can kind of see the whole town, like, rally with him. Just crazy chaos, he gets arrested, um, car crash, we're really going into a lot of specifics, but the whole town really kind of rallies with him, and then you do see, yeah, what Dave is saying, that whole, you know, scene of Bruce Wayne's parents getting murdered, which, right, we've seen a million times.
0: Yeah, we're, we're kind of jumping around, like, with are telling... telling... Like a re a recap of it, but there's also some deeper things that we wanted to get, we want to get into. But but first, I want to take a minute to talk about the beer that we're drinking. That no one likes us, we don't care. Unfiltered Indian Pale Ale by Broken Goblet.
1: It's good, and I, I will again go back to uh, how much I admire the artwork on this beer, uh, the Jason Kelsey on Parade Day. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I would say overall this beer it's definitely very hobby. Yeah, um, as you would expect from. a
0: pale ale. Yeah, it's definitely weighing in at 6.2% alcohol. It definitely has like that, like you said, that hoppy, hoppy taste yeah, that, that makes you want to get up and start dancing.
1: <laughs> Just like the Joker in this video. Exactly. So he, I, you know, I think he might have had one of these.
0: I think he might have had a whole case Before of this.
1: He, <laughs> <laughs> Before he went dancing down those stairs, I think uh, I think he probably had this. And I mean he, he's got that mentality of no one likes him and he doesn't care. Yeah, you know exactly.
0: So kind of like us.
1: Yeah, and I, I think anyone that would want to drink this should have that mentality too.
0: Absolutely. And if you're someone like like myself or like Matt, where I, I get a lot of stuff for drinking, just ballet all the time. And I drink England all the time. This is a, a nice medium if you want to yeah. jump into the craft beer world. Yeah. I love going to breweries. Mm. I love the atmosphere of breweries, and it's fun. Now I, I'm, in good, I'm gonna I'm gonna join. Tasting all these different types of beers, mm-hmm. and maybe want to go back to even even more. Yeah, Broken so, um, Goblet is definitely a place I would recommend.
1: Yeah, yeah, I want to go there.
0: It's, yeah. uh, dude, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Great environment. Yeah, the people are the people are extremely nice there. Okay, I had nothing but bad things to say.
1: This is a very good live Yelp review.
0: No one likes us. We don't care. By Unfiltered Indian Paleo by Broken Goblet. Um, just I mean, just because I don't, I'm not used to drinking craft beers, I'll give it a four out of five. Yeah. We recommend it for everyone. So go out and taste it. Welcome back to Post Credit Brews with Matt and Dave. Uh,
1: so yeah, so we—is there anything else we really kind of want to talk about with Joker anymore? Any?
0: Yeah, before we went to break, I guys. I wanted to touch base. This dude, the Joker, really has a really messed up childhood that you that you uncover in this movie yeah when he kill when he kills these people in the subway and then he realizes that that's what he's capable of, and it makes him feel good. That's just the beginning of all this mm-hmm. because then he then he learns that his mom lied to him. i yeah. think when he comes back from that he finds a letter mm-hmm. from was, the we talked about this the letter from Thomas Wayne yeah. it is somewhat imposing that that he is his father, so he does some investigating and of course like there's denials and all that kind of stuff, yeah, but then he goes and says like well if they're lying, then my mom must be lying about something. Mm. Now, to keep in mind, she—he's taking care of her. She's definitely like sick. Yeah, yeah. Well, you find out she's sick because he goes and checks out the uh, her file at the uh, Arkham Asylum and sees that she is uh, a class A nut job. Just yeah, and you kind of learn as a child he was abused and uh... abused by a couple of her boyfriends. He was adopted, like all this stuff. So he really just snaps.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, it, it eats at him, for sure.
1: Um you, you, you do learn a lot about him, and he's he's lived a very sad life. Um And we talked about it before, you know, throughout this movie, you kind of do feel bad for him in different parts.
0: Yeah, I, I think it really makes you, makes me think that, like, we as a society need to be more accepting of of people even even like you know you got something wrong with you i think everybody can relate relate to this movie in one way or another what what the hell was that that was a notification i got a text message
1: sorry guys that was pretty loud
0: <laughs> anything important <laughs> nothing important <laughs> live tv folks
1: yeah so we're talking about his his trouble past so he He's had a troubled past. Um, we talked about some of the Thomas Wayne stuff. Is there anything else we want to, you know, touch base on with this? Or,
0: nah, I mean, just didn't like it. Do you do you think that that's it? Actually, was it that is his father?
1: You know, I mean, they really do leave it open ended. I mean, so just to let everyone here know, um, I have seen Joker twice now. So there was the one part where he. You know, he goes to Arkham Asylum and he learns he's adopted, but then before he, you know, he's putting on the makeup and he's getting ready to go on the Murray Franklin show, he sees a picture that his mom has on her desk and it, on the back of it, it says, um, you know, some like love note and then it says TW, so Thomas Wayne. So it leaves it open. I don't know. Like it leaves it open ended. I mean, I hope he is not Thomas Wayne's son because, like I said, I really did not like that aspect of it. I think it shrinks the universe when you make him, you know, brothers with Batman. But uh, I don't know.
0: I mean, I, th- that part kind of confused me a little bit. Yeah, I think they wrote it that way because I don't think that this is gonna connect to anything. Yeah, which I'm fine with. I'm, I don't. Uh, I don't yeah. need this to connect to anything within the DCU. That's a weird acronym to say aloud. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to this though which
0: I'd, I'd be interested to see if they're going to make one or not. Yeah, that's the thing about these types of movies is like, do you like someone like Joaquin Phoenix, I don't think he's signing on for this if, unless it's like a multi-year deal I don't think he wants that.
1: Maybe he wouldn't want it yeah. Maybe for this, like I, I don't know, I don't even know if
0: he's, I mean he definitely didn't sign
1: one of these like Marvel contracts. Well, money, money talks, so we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Um, final thoughts, I like the movie a lot yeah. I thought Joaquin Phoenix did a
0: really good job. I was surprised by how well Todd Phillips directed this movie, too. Yeah, considering what Todd Phillips has, has done in the past, considering what Joaquin Phoenix has done in the past, mm-hmm. it was a combination that I was not expecting, but was pleasantly surprised by yeah. it. Yeah, Overall, I give it a 5 out of 5. Just because it was a complete story there was a lot of small things in this movie. Like there's small details that mm. led to something bigger. Yeah. That made the story more complete than it, than it should be. And I mean, I'm I'm at I'm a DC and, and, and Marvel nerd too. So it was, it was nice seeing something that was never done before. Like, you never saw an origin story for the, for someone like, like this character, like, yeah, I, I, like I mentioned. This.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, um,
0: it was a ballsy move. Yeah. I, I liked the movie. I thought, um,
1: you know, Joaquin Phoenix does a great job. I think Tom Phillips did a good job. And uh, I, I think I would give it a 4 out of 5, and I think my main gripes is I think the movie does kind of get a little, slow down a little bit in the middle, mm-hmm. um, and to go again. Particularly it's with those Thomas Wayne scenes that I didn't think you needed, mm-hmm. but uh, it was a good movie. So do we want to, let's jump right into kind of talking about Todd Phillips, which is uh,
0: you know an interesting choice for a director for this one. Yeah, like, if you look back at, at, at his, um, his resume, no, so. nothing compared, like, nothing like this that he's, he's ever done. Yeah, so
1: let me, uh, let me see if I can remember off the top of my head, so you got Old School, you got Starsky and Hutch, I think he did the School for Scoundrels remake that they made with Billy Bob Thornton and Napoleon Dynamite, uh, <laughs> John Eater, John, yeah, Nick Foles, Nick Foles, <laughs> and then, uh, The Hangover, Hangover 2, he did a movie Do you remember that movie Due Date with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Zach Galvinakis. Yeah. That was a good movie. I, I thought it yeah. was funny. Uh Hangover Two, Hangover Three, and then yeah, He did War Dogs. I
0: didn't see War Dogs. Who was in that? and Hill Teller. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was on um, the movie with um Josh Peck and Chris Hemsworth. Oh no. <laughs> no, no. I guess Red Dawn. So I mean the, I guess John- I guess to sum up Todd Phillips, his movies, you probably have seen them on, as syndication on TBS. They're probably on there a lot. He's a comedy guy. He does comedy.
1: Yeah, and I, um, so, I, I think of all his
0: movies, I can't even, like, put
1: the Joker in a list of saying, like, this is my favorite one. I think his... The comedy I think is the funniest of his is probably old school.
0: Yeah, old school's great. Old school. The um, first Hangover. I don't care about the the second and third Hangover.
1: The first Hangover is really
0: good. Yeah, but it kind of does get um,
1: does get kind of hurt with those other you know, yeah two that came after it. Yeah. And then you know kind of jump into Joaquin Phoenix. So what
0: what is what do you think is your favorite Joaquin Phoenix role besides this? Because I thought it was really good in this. Yeah, um, or like his best. What his best. I haven't seen The Master, but I know. He was really good in that. Mm-hmm. I like the movie Her. I did. I did um, a project on that movie for, in college. Okay. For um, uh, for a class, and yeah. I had to watch it and, and pretty much do what we're doing now, just give a review of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was really. There's a lot of things in Her that his personality that I saw a lot in Arthur Fleck in this movie. Okay. But yeah. um, Her's good. A lot of people don't re- remember him in what I think is probably one of his best roles in, which and I forget the character's name, but. He did the voice, voice work for the movie Brother Bear. <laughs> Brother Bear is his best performer. I wouldn't say it's his best, but it's good voice work,
1: right?
0: Yeah, yeah. it's top notch, yeah. and he's also in gladiator too. He's in gladiator. Then, I never knew. I never knew that his first. Uh, I just uh, found that. I just found that out, and I love Gladiator. Russell Crowe's great in it. First
1: Oscar nomination. Gladiator's good. I uh, yeah. No, I mean he's he's done some great movies. I mean he's you know he was great in Walk the Line... Um, he was good in her.
0: I asked for how about Walt the line. Yeah, he's really good in that.
1: Yeah. But I think his, yeah, his best performance for sure. I mean, he's really good in this, but I think his best performance is in The Master. Um, he's just, he, he's all over the place in that movie in, like, the best way possible. Yeah. But he's, uh, it's like the movie, you know, kind of, they don't say it outright, but it's pretty much about, like, how Scientology got started. Um... And he just sort of plays this, like, wandering guy, doesn't really know where he's going. I think he gets, uh, you know, dishonorable discharge from the Navy or Marines. And he, uh, yeah, he just kind of joins this religious group. And, yeah, it's a good movie.
0: I'd recommend it. And one thing you you mentioned, him being... Well, Oscar, no. He's been nominated. Not nominated. Nomin- yeah. Do you think that separates him from other portrayals of the Joker? Like, do you think, that, do you think his I mean, version of the Joker is the best?
1: Again, it's hard to compare. Like, I think, again, I think Heath Ledger's Joker is always probably going to be my favorite. Um, I really didn't care that much for Jared Leto's.
0: Jack Nicholson's kind of just stands on its own. Um, yeah, I really do not like Jared Leto's Joker. In terms of, like, the big screen, I gotta say Heath Ledger's probably the best. Mm-hmm. And it's just for, like, the way you just mentioned it, too. Like, yeah. Our, at least our generation knows mm. the Heath Ledger version more because I think we all, when that movie came out, were at an age where like we were going to go see that movie. Mm. like Our parents probably just know Jack Nicholson yeah. version of the Joker unless they've seen the Heath Ledger one. Mm. I will say, though, I think that the Joaquin Phoenix version is the most complete version of the mm. Joker. But I think one element... That, that makes it tough
1: to compare is you don't see him interacting with Batman in this movie. Like, you see him interacting with young Bruce Wayne, but you don't have that kind of, like, back and forth with him and Batman, whereas you did get that in The Dark Knight, and you did get that in uh, Batman, and you got it for, like, two seconds in Suicide Squad. But like I said, I really didn't care for Jared Leto's Joker that much.
0: Yeah, and I, I that's, so. and I think that's why people will want a sequel to this, just to see the interaction with Batman. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be Robert Patton's Batman, if, if it's going to be one. And to sort of jump into that,
1: like how... I mean, I'm excited to see what he does with Batman. I think that was a good choice.
0: Yeah, it's the choices that you don't expect are the ones that really pan out. Like, for example, who who knew who Tom Holland was before they chose him for Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he did little bit parts here and there, but it wasn't...
1: you know. I mean, I think that movie really kind of catapulted him yeah. pretty high.
0: Yeah, even even like Joaquin like, Phoenix for this, like who like I I wasn't expecting Joaquin Phoenix to do this movie. No, yeah, I wouldn't have expected it either. But uh, he what, did a great job. What was your what would be your ideal person to play this Joker, like the the dude the the standalone like? The, you find Joaquin Phoenix, or would you rather have someone else? Um, if you could choose someone else, who would it be?
1: Yeah, I uh Joaquin Phoenix is a great choice. I will say, I remember after seeing uh, Nightcrawler came out in 2014, I remember, after seeing that movie, I was like, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal essentially kind of like played the Joker in that almost, and I Jake Gyllenhaal would have made a good Joker, I think.
0: Interesting choice, I'd
1: I'd
0: I'd have to see it. Yeah. Nightcrawler? No, 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 I'd have to see Jake Gyllenhaal as the Joker. I can't visualize it right now, but it's an intriguing choice. Pretty good, I mean, he, like I said, he's pretty
1: crazy in that movie, and uh, he lost a ton of weight for that too, I think, but...
0: Yeah. What about you? Who would, who would you like
1: to say? Danny DeVito. Yeah, there's the
0: there's pack. a petition for him to be the new Wolverine. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <sighs> I'm the trash man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what uh, science all,
1: yeah.
0: Man, I don't know. I mean, he was good as the Penguin, and he was good as the Penguin. Yeah, and then so let's kind of jump into some of these. You know, we want
1: to stick with the DCEU. I mean, I know recently they're really kind of ramping up this whole, um, you know, who's going to play the villains in this new Batman movie. And I don't, I don't know what they're. I don't really want to know much about this movie. I know Robert Pattinson's is playing Batman. I know Jeffrey Wright is playing Commissioner Gordon, and I know Zoe Kravitz was just kissed as
0: Catwoman. Um, yeah, she tried being Catwoman for the um, the Christopher Nolan one. And for her. is she really? She tried out for. She was almost. I was reading that somewhere. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Well, good for her. She got it. I mean, yeah. I heard rumors that it was the Rihanna, and I was like, I don't want that.
1: Yeah, there was a whole, like, list. But I, I took a good. That's a good choice for it. And I know... Um,
0: I was reading that um, Jonah Hill is up
1: there. Well, I actually just read something today where I think he's, like, out of the running. Oh really? Um, yeah, and I heard that uh, supposedly they were trying to eye Seth Rogen for a villain role. Oh gosh, which I, did <laughs> <that>. <laughs> which I couldn't see. But like Jonah Hill I uh I,
0: I forget what it
1: was, but I think Mimpy i being Puma him. was already a was already a
0: villain for me. It was either
1: yeah. It was either Penguin or Riddler for Jonah Hill. Um I would have liked to have seen him as the Riddler,
0: but you know. I mean you could also see him as the Penguin. So David Tennant should David Tenen would be is. a good Riddler.
1: He'd be a cool Riddler, yeah. Yeah, but to kind of jump into this too, one, I mean, it sounds like they're really lining up a lot of villains for this. And one thing I always thought was cool was I I think Ben Affleck really did not get to do as much as Batman. I really don't think they gave him a lot to work with. Well, he also didn't want
0: it toward the end of it.
1: Toward the end of it, yeah. I think that was just because, like...
0: The other other two movies flopped. The other two movies flopped.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I I think one thing that I thought was cool with it was... um, I think the Batman movie he was going to write and direct was going to be almost like set like the video games, so it was going to be like Arkham. Um, I heard it was almost like going to be like a Dread style, where like he's kind of gets trapped in um, Arkham, and he's got to like find his way out, but he's got all these villains in there, which I thought sounded really cool. But I mean, I don't know if they're going for that with this movie, because like I said, they're casting a ton of villains. They're trying to cast for, you know, they, they just cast Catwoman. They're trying to cast for like Penguin, Riddler, all this stuff, so
0: we'll see. I just hope it's not like Spider-Man Three, where we're just too saturated by too many villains, and too it just becomes villains. like a shit show. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and just to let everyone here know, we are going to do an episode dedicated to the Raimi trilogy. Some
0: the holy the holy on. trilogy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. Is there anything else
0: we want to talk about with this? No, we we really we covered a lot yeah. in in the mm-hmm. the 45 minutes that we've been talking. And
1: I think, you know, moving forward, these episodes are really kind of just going to be free range like this. We'll talk about the movie,
0: some stuff surrounding the movie, and, uh... We're going to have some guests yeah. on, too, and, and spice things up a little bit. We have a couple of cool things off our sleeves that we're mm-hmm. planning, but overall, I'm, I'm really excited about, about this podcast. Yeah,
1: this is, uh, this is going to be cool.
0: A lot of it's going to be trial and error to start off with. I mean, we're, we're just getting the equipment together. And yeah, yeah. But uh,
1: yeah, now we appreciate you uh, tuning in to this podcast. I'm Matt and I'm Dave. And this was the first episode of Post Credit Brews. Thank you for joining us.